When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman, and I'm glad to be here. It's Sunday. Uh, No football on TV, but that's okay, (laughs) because we've got to get our football fix in on Sunday. And here's the deal. We've got a very long podcast, so I want you guys to buckle in, because we're going to be covering so much. we got training camp updates, injury updates, uh, five new 49ers added, five 49ers uh, cut or put on IR. We'll go through all of those. I've got training camp highlights and more um, talking about roster battles we're just going to be here and you're going to be hearing from Jimmy Garoppolo um, you're in Chikowski Tart Kyle Shanahan Robert Sala we've got a lot of highlights um, that from the training camps because here's the difference between all other training camps usually we get like uh, clips and you know fans are there and all those things but because of COVID we don't have that so the one area that I do love about the 49ers they have upped their game with press conferences which has been really really helpful so we're going to allow the players and the coaches and the staff to kind of set the tone as we go through all of this with the 49ers and hopefully whenever we finish this podcast today we're all going to be 100% caught up with the need to knows and where everybody is. And on top of this, guess what? Very excited to bring back my bookie. We've got our first season long bet segment coming with my bookie. I know a lot of people have reached out. When are we going to start that up again? So uh, I'll give you details about that later. Um, but I do want to say thank you to a couple beat writers that have just been putting out some awesome content David Lombardi, Matt Mayoko, Matt Barrows. There's lots more, but those three in particular this week. Uh, I always want to highlight where the content comes from because those guys are working their tails off um, and they just do a tremendous job. So um, as we jump into it today, here's the deal. We got to start with the new 49ers because once our family gets bigger, we got to welcome people in. That's just what it is. Uh, Probably the most famous addition was the former number seven overall pick, Kevin White, wide receiver out of West Virginia. He was kind of a one-year wonder, combine extraordinaire. I mean, he's gigantic. You know, just test off the chart of everything. But he's just had so many injuries. Um, you know, he's only got 25 career catches in his four years in the NFL. 
but he just misses time. Now, you bring him in on a vet minimum, vet minimum deal. It's not going to cost you very much, but he has looked good in camp. Um, originally, I, I wouldn't say he has no chance at making the roster, but with all the injuries piling up at the wide receiver position, he is definitely a bubble contender to make this roster, but probably more likely um, being one of the guys that goes on the practice squad, one of the six veterans this year um, that you're allowed to put on the practice squad. That's what he's going to look like. Offensive line, they added Dakota, Dakota Shepley from Canada. Uh, that was the worst Canadian accent ever, and I apologize if I offended anybody's parents uh, that live uh, north of the United States. But we added him, tight end Marquise Gray. Um, you know, he hasn't played since 2017. So he's been with four teams over six years, undrafted free agent out of Minnesota. Uh, again, injuries across the 49ers are not the only ones with this problem. Okay, I mean, if you just watched anything from what's happened in Philadelphia, they're losing. They could be out two Pro Bowl players already, um, and it their rookie wide receiver got hurt um, as well today, and their quarterback's out. So um, the 49ers got it bad, but injuries are everywhere because there was no minicamp, no preseason games, no any of those things. So injuries are fluent everywhere in the NFL right now. So uh, we bring in a tight end. Also get a defensive end, Alex Barrett, 6'2", 250. Um, he's been with us before. He's bounced around practice squads, undrafted free agent from San Diego State. Um, and James Lockhart, this one's hilarious to me. Um, James Lockhart's a Texas guy. And <laughs> as soon as we signed him, I start doing research. Uh, just so happens I've coached with uh, a couple coaches on his high school staff where he won a state championship back in Texas. And then also his college staff as well. And so started doing my due diligence and all that stuff. And before I hit record earlier today, guess what? Um, James decided it was time to hang up the cleats and he's retiring. Um, but here's the thing. Don't be upset at people like this. James is a great kid. Every single person I talked to just talked about how he's just a great human being and he's probably going to get into coaching. Wouldn't be shocked if that happened. So best of luck to him. So he came in and as soon as he stepped in, he stepped back out. <laughs> so he's gone now. And then the wide receiver, one of the best names in all of football, River Craycraft. That is just, it just, it just flows, man. Flows like a river. Flows like a river. I just made that up right there. Look at that. Uh, six foot tall, 198. And he's made some positive plays already um, in practice. You know, undrafted free agent from Washington State. He was on Denver's practice squad. Um, but now we've got him. And so, again, the wide receiver position is a mess. And whenever you look at why, well, we just brought in J.J. Nelson and Tavon Austin. J.J. Nelson's already done. Um, he had an issue that was going to push him back two to four weeks, and the 49ers just decided to go ahead and move him to IR, officially ending his season uh, with the 49ers, which helps him out a little bit financially because he's going to get paid, uh, but he's not going to be playing for the 49ers this year. We also cut Jerron Brown, the longtime Seattle wide receiver, Jonathan Kong Kongbo, which I think he's a practice squad candidate guy, but it just became very evident he's not ready to contribute this year for the 49ers, so they went ahead and moved on there. Eric Swope, who got signed last week, he's out again. And Kofi, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, Amicia, extra offensive lineman. And again, I think he's got to be another one of those practice squad candidates because, again, you get 16 practice squad players this year, 10 fall under the old rules of the practice squad, and six can be veterans. Um, so, again, I think you've got a couple options there for guys that could return, uh, that we could see kind of develop 
into something in the future. But we'll have to see what happens there. Now, cuts are coming. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have the Game of Thrones winner is coming meme and all that kind of stuff. Cuts are coming. We're about a week out. So uh, with no preseason, our calendar is thrown off. Um, but make no mistake, recording this on Sunday, despite when you're listening to this, um, August 30th, We've got football, real football, meaningful divisional football here in two weeks to the day. So the Arizona Cardinals come to Santa Clara, and that game is going to have a huge impact on the course of the season. I mean, it's huge. Every single team starts with the exact same goal. Number one, win your division. That's it. Number one. And the way that the NFL has front-loaded the schedule, almost everybody starts off week one, maybe it is everybody, I don't know, uh, with a divisional opponent, then you go non-divisional for a while, then it's back-loaded with divisional opponents. Uh, I think they did that just in case COVID acts up. You can kind of put some delays into the schedule and not miss any divisional games because week one's happening 100%. There's nothing stopping week one. It's happening. Um, COVID, the numbers have been relatively, they've been exceptional for the NFL, to be honest with you. I think three current players in the entire NFL are under COVID uh, reserve. So that's great. So we're going to get week one. Now, what happens when traveling and inter-squad stuff and all that stuff steps into play? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But the NBA and the MLB, which has had much harder time, um, they're still going. So hopefully we'll get that figured out. Now let's jump to injuries, and goodness, there's a lot of them. And again, it's kind of rough to understand where we're at because so many players are just getting time off. They went so hard for so long. Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff and the players said, look, we're supposed to have our all-out scrimmage. We're not going to cancel the scrimmage. We're just going to do a walkthrough instead. We're going to break down practice and just slow down because it's just been too much. You had to pump the brakes a little bit. Um, so Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw did not practice today. And Fred, you know, this was asked two days in a row because Fred's missed a few days. And so the question was asked to Kyle Shanahan, man, what's up with Fred and Kyle Shanahan will let him answer, uh, because sometimes you got to be smart with these guys that are alpha males. You just have to, because they don't know when to stop sometimes. And that's when the coaching staff has to step in. Both, I mean, Fred's, um, is consistent of a player as we've had. He only goes one speed. Um, and so, I mean, similar to Kittle, you know, he didn't have the tightness that Kittle had, but we're trying to protect Fred from himself. Um, we think Fred's ready to play. We still want to keep him going and keep him ready to play. So, I mean, we're not putting him on ice till week one. Um, but it, I think it helped other guys get more reps today than what it helped Fred being out there. And I, I think that's probably the most difficult position uh, to evaluate because that linebacker room is stacked. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. Uh, I mean, the fact that Dre Greenlaw might not be a Dre Greenlaw is not even going to be a starter in nickel packages. Uh, you've got guys Aziz Al Shahar. Uh, I mean, there's just so many guys that are going to play for some NFL team. You want to keep five linebackers, and so letting those guys kind of duke it out and see who's going to get that. But the idea of you know he even said he's ready to play. If we had to play, that's fine. But we don't need him right now. We need him later. 
Just sit them and we'll wait. And that brings us to the all-star himself, George Kittle, which, you know, a little shameless plug here. We're finishing up. We're finalizing episode two uh, or chapter two, I should say, of the Quest for Six mini docuseries. And it's going to be over the Yak Pack. Uh, We've got Debo Samuel and George Kittle. We have so much footage. It's been a lot of fun going through. Just as a fan, you know, you, you cut all this stuff and you put it together. And we've had a lot of help from a lot of people. But that's coming soon. So hoping to get that out before the season starts just to build up a little bit more excitement but George Kittle hasn't practiced either and so you know Kyle Shanahan jumped in and talked a little bit about uh, Kittle wanted to come out and practice like he was ready to go they did an MRI as precaution and here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say it's good with all the testing you know so there's nothing pulled or, or strange just tightness so um we the way George moves and the way he goes I mean he only knows one way so uh, when he's tight we're going to protect him from himself and uh, wait till he's not tight yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you got to protect him from himself with these guys and just kind of everything that's going on because you're not this NFL season is long. It's long. I mean, you look last year, Kittle played through a broken ankle. He ended up missing two games, still led the entire NFL in yards after catch uh, from the wide receiver and tight end position, which is incredible. But just chill because, again, Nick Bosa also missing practice, right? Week to week with a hamstring. This time last year, he was dealing with a high ankle sprain, and people thought he was going to be out three to four weeks um, because ankle sprains are crazy. And before that, he was dealing with his, you know, midsection repair of his abdominals and things like that. So Nick Bosa's out with a hamstring. He's week to week. Um Again, they said he's good to go. If we had a game today, he could, he would go, but there's no need to push it because there has been some damage revealed by an MRI. Let's just wait. Calm down. The goal isn't to win in August. The goal is to start winning in September. So allow these guys to just heal up. That's what you've got to do. Now, the defensive line, you know, especially with Bosa out, D Ford's got some issues for sure. Um, you know, that's that's a problem as well. But one of the key guys that is going to, one, provide depth because he can play all four spots. But pass rushing, as we know, when the 49ers pass rush is healthy and fresh, best defense in the NFL. Once you lose one or two of those edge guys, that's when things get rough because, one, people are playing more snaps than they want to. You don't want to do that on the edge because you want to keep that fresh and just keep it going. And the 49ers have so much depth. And so when Kyle Shanahan was asked about Ronald Blair, who's going to be a pivotal player, to the 49ers defense this year. I'm telling you right now, this kid, once he gets healthy, uh, you know, we've seen glimpses, and his best game ever as a pro was unfortunately whenever he got hurt against Russell Wilson. But Kyle Shanahan talked a little bit about the D-line and just how the depth is there and what that looks like going forward. I feel good about that unit. I mean, we, we got some depth at it, and we got some, our, you know, starters are very good, just like you guys saw last year, and, and we got some depth after that. You know, love Ronald Blair. Um, expect to have him back definitely this year um, that hasn't changed I'm hoping for week one um, you know we'll probably get some more clarity in that probably over next week because we want to make sure to give him a practice before he would come out there and um, but we're getting close to being able to uh, make a decision on that um, but yeah the whole group's done well the people you mentioned have been good throughout camp not just today um, it gives Ronnie um, it allows us to be somewhat patient with him till he's fully healed though and that's kind of, you know, to the rich goes the spoils. If you can wait, right? Ronald Blair's a guy that, you know, he's not going to be a pup candidate or, you know, an NFI candidate or anything like that. He's going to make the 53. There's no doubt about that. 
But if you can just wait till he's 100%, that's what's going to be key. And if you can do that, and here's the deal. There's so much depth at that position that you're having guys. And here's another thing. I didn't cut any of these clips. Kerry Hyder, every single person's talking about. Chris Kucerek, Robert Sala, um, Kyle Shanahan. Everybody's talking about this kid. Uh, you know, we go out and you sign Deion Jordan, you know, the former number three overall pick. That's not the guy the coaches are talking about. Nobody's mentioned Deion Jordan. Everybody's talking about Kerry Hyder, who is, you know, he's way less talented. There's no doubt about that. But his effort and motor, which is what you want with somebody that's only going to be getting, you know, five to ten snaps a game. I'm telling you right now, Kerry Hyder's making this roster. It's going to happen. Um, and then interior-wise, Solomon Thomas is having his best camp of his life. Now, how many times is this just like, oh, well, I'll wait till I see it. I get it. I'm skeptical as well. <laughs> the the Solomon Thomas trade is has not been a fun ride so far. It's been a long line. It's like going to Six Flags or Disneyland. It, it says it's going to be an hour wait. You're waiting two and a half hours. And here we are, finally, you know, Solomon Thomas has added weight. That's great. He's finally playing inside exclusively, namely at the nose tackle position. And he's getting more reps with the ones than he is with anybody else. He's getting sacks in practice on team. This is a guy that has twice as many penalties throughout his career than he's had sacks. So, again, cautiously optimistic. But if you can get somebody like Ronald Blair, Kerry Hyder, um, Solomon Thomas to actually step up and contribute starter-level quality snaps as a backup, again, the rich get richer. And that's kind of the idea. And I think you know Kyle Shanahan kind of hit on that just a little bit because th there's just so much talent on that side of the ball. Now if we go to probably one of the not least talented positions but definitely most sparse whenever you're talking about healthy bodies that's a wide receiver position you know it, it hurts a lot whenever you have so many guys out Debo's out Brandon Ayuse out Jalen Hurd's done for the year already uh you go you're bringing guys just off the streets and they're getting hurt as well and so you're struggling just trying to get people out there and you know Debo Samuel who has continued to just work his ass off non-stop on the sidelines he's sprinting almost full speed now which is a jones fracture that he's trying to overcome so sprinting is not really the issue the issue is cutting on that foot and again whenever you look at debo's body you're talking about somebody that's you know under six foot 205 uh, he's probably bigger than that he's but he's put on some size but that's where he was it's a lot of pressure on that foot um and you can look at you know Des Bryant, Julio Jones, these bigger wide receiver guys. I know their body styles are very different than Debo, but weight-wise, they're not. And whenever you look at those guys that can cut so hard, that's the problem where Jones fractures happen. And so the cutting is what is key. Um, but from all of the beat writers, they all keep saying, it's looking more and more likely that Debo can be ready to go week one than anybody originally thought. I, you know, I've said since the start, since this injury happened, I said week four is whenever he's going to show up. Well, I'm kind of bumping that up now, just a little bit. I'm going to say week three. <laughs> uh, hopefully no setbacks. You got to protect him from himself because it's a long season. We're going to be okay without Debo for week one or two. But whenever you, you know, complicate that even more with Brandon Ayuk not out there either. The starting wide receivers for the last two days and two wide receiver sets, Kendrick Bourne, don't have a problem with. Dante Pettis. 
Dante Pettis is a starting wide receiver. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about him um, towards the end of the podcast today. And uh, spoiler alert, he's looking pretty good. Again, cautiously optimistic. Uh, practice ended today with a touchdown pass from Jimmy Garoppolo to Dante Pettis. Um, so he's running with the ones. He's playing relatively well. He's got some issues as always, but the talent's there. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Now, before we uh, jump into a whole bunch of other stuff, which uh, we're not even halfway through this episode, I'm telling you right now, I got seven pages of notes. Um, <laughs> it's the weekend. Uh, the Chapman family's moving. We're moving next Monday. Uh, so we're packing and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know what I would rather do besides pack? I'd love to talk some football. So I just keep going back and forth. <laughs> My wife, I hope she's not listening. Uh, but I, I just want to talk 49ers because this is awesome. Um, so we've got a whole bunch more to go. Don't go anywhere. But now is the time to start a brand new segment. So I'm so excited. Uh, just want to say thank you again for mybookie.ag. They have sponsored this podcast for years during the season. And a big thing for me is I don't like a lot of sponsors. I don't like it. Uh, the podcast is free, and that's great. But for the amount of time I put into it, it's a full-time job. So sponsors, unfortunately, are part of it. So any sponsor I can get, I either want to make it one about 49ers, two, make it funny, or three, be something that's actually going to help society and help people around. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. Now, my bookie's incredible. And here's the deal. Here's what they got going on right now. It's amazing. Um, winning seasons return at my bookie. Uh, winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor, Super Contests, and Squares. And here's the deal. For now, <laughs> I don't know how long they're going to let us do this. If you invest in your intuition, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, they're going to double your first um, deposit all the way up to $1,000. $1,000. bucks. Now, with this promo code, you can get up to $1,000. So if you... You know, deposit 500, they're going to give you 500, you deposit 1,000 all the way up there. They give it and they separate it into a free play category. Now, if you don't understand how rollovers work, um, they're going to help you understand that. You'll just click on it whenever you make your deposit or you can call them. It's very easy to get money in and out. I've done this uh, several times and here's the deal. We tripled our money. If you bet with us every single bet last year, we tripled our money uh, throughout the course of the season. We did really, really well. Uh, the uh, No lie, the uh, Super Bowl hurt us a little bit. Ouch, but that's okay. We still finished up. So, and another thing, anytime I talk about a bet on here, I'm putting my own personal money down there as well. Uh, so you can take that for what you want. So again, head over to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers49 ERS. It's simple, make your picks, win big, collect your cash, and it's simple. I also put the link in the description of this video. So if you want to just click on that link and get started, you can do that there. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give you two 49ers bets today, our bets of the week. One of them's a little bit of a long shot, and one of them is a um, much more conservative play. So you got to figure out where you are and what you're comfortable with but here we go uh, my long shot kind of bet of the week um, is defensive player of the year now you look at odds Nick Bosa is currently second he has the second best odds to win defensive player of the year and I I'm taking it now it's plus 800 so again if you want to be conservative and just bet a little bit I bet five to win 40 bucks so you can kind of see the way that works. Now, if you're feeling risky and you want to put some more money down on that, that's fine. But I'm taking Nick Bosa, $5, uh, to win Defensive Player of the Year. Now, something that's a little bit more likely to happen, 
Who's going to win the NFC West? Again, head over to mybookie.ag and you just scroll down to NFL and you'll just see pages of different types of prop bets. Uh, we'll get into our week one matchups and spreads and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, you can bet on who's going to lose the most games. They got everything over there. Um, but to win the NFC West, the 49ers are minus 110. So what the hell does that mean? Here's what it means. You bet 10, you win 19 bucks. So you basically double your money. Um, they do have the best odds to win um, the NFC West. And so that's where I'm putting my money. I, I really think they're the favorites to do it. I think the 49ers actually improved their roster from 2019. Obviously, Seattle is exceptional. But, man, I'm telling you what. I love the 49ers team. Obviously, I'm biased, but I think that they've got a great shot to return as NFC West champ. So that's where I'm putting that in. So again, Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year and uh, NFC West champs. That's what I've got right there. Now, if you want to get into Super Bowl odds and all that kind of stuff, uh, they're all there for you. But those are the two I'm putting my stamp on. So let's jump back now, and this is my favorite Kyle Shanahan clip I have ever seen. Um, it's my new mantra, mantra of a parent and a teacher and a podcaster. Here we go. Let's hear the great one himself. I love this, man. I absolutely adore this. Kyle, you seemed a little frustrated with the offense at certain times. Did you? Was there anything specific, or was it just like the energy or just the focus? What was... No, Here. you guys probably just able to see me better, I guess. I'm it's really never a practice. I'm not frustrated out there. It's probably the same way I look in games most of the time, too. Um, but the way I focus is kind of get irritated at everything. But um, I mean, I'm mad when every play doesn't work. And then when you're also um, counting on the defense to do the same thing, too, and the special teams, it, it usually doesn't put me in that great of a situation. I'm, I'm upset one way or the other at everything. So, um I think guys get used to that out there. I think people used to take it a little more like what's wrong with coach, but I think now they, they kind of know how I am. So I want to look into it too much, um, but there were some good and some bad, and it's probably as good as I can ask for. <laughs> it's it's like the Incredible Hulk when they ask him, like, what's your secret in not getting angry? And then he, like, walks off in the battle with his slow turn. He's like, the secret is I'm always angry. That's Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Why do you look more frustrated than you have looked? And he's like, no, I'm always frustrated. You just can probably hear it more now because there's no fans. Um, but the quote of the way I focus is to get irritated at everything. Oh, my gosh. It just hits old, man. Uh, it's hilarious. Love that guy. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, he also had a chance to talk, and it was pretty funny because he comes out with just an amazing mask on, and for my non-YouTube uh, Periscope and uh, hot mic everywhere, if you're not watching video-wise, that's okay. He comes out with his mask with his famous quote on there, Phil's great baby. Uh, if you go back to his amazing uh, post-game press conference with Aaron Andrews that just got everybody stirred up, whatever else. But uh, I want to I let him talk about it because it's for a good cause. And so, one, it's a funny joke, but uh, I love how he turned it into helping the community. A bit about your mask and um, the story behind it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, just uh, you know, a little late to the party with the, uh, the masks and everything, but just thought it was uh, appropriate get the Feels Great Baby out there and you know, we, uh, we teamed up with this uh, nonprofit organization, City Team, and uh, all the proceeds will go to them, helping families in the Bay Area uh, just during the, you know, pandemic, the quarantine uh, with coronavirus and all that stuff. So it's, uh, it's for a good cause. So go get your mask, everyone. <laughs> 
There we go. Uh, so if you want to support that cause to get an awesome mask, that's where you do that. City team, a nonprofit that he's helping out. And again, through, you know, I'm looking at the countdown crew. Appreciate everybody. Uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway. Man, we're at the end of the month. Uh, so I'm going to be tallying those numbers up. I'm going to be giving away some 49ers Rush uh, t-shirts. So uh, stay tuned for that. I'll have to do that next week sometime. Uh, appreciate everybody in the countdown crew. You guys are my favorite. And questions. Uh, if we have time at the end of this, if we don't go over an hour, uh, I'll be going through some of those questions that you guys have uh just make sure that you at me because again this is a live show i don't have time to read through everything so at john chapman if you have a question uh you want me to get to now you know one of the questions that i thought was really interesting you go back to halloween when we traded for jimmy garoppolo it wasn't that long ago i mean we're talking like two and a half years ago is kind of where it was almost three years now but the team has come so far so far um, from where we were at that point, and that question was asked to Jimmy, what it was like then and what it's like now. He got traded to the 49ers. They had just come off a bad loss to the Eagles, and uh, obviously everything happened with, with you coming here. Do you just remember what that week was like for you, and can you kind of take me into what the, the vibe was like in the building when you arrived? Uh, yeah, it seems like forever ago. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a much different vibe than it is now, I can tell you that. Just when I first got here uh, – you know, so many rookies around the team. Um, the team was kind of in a in a weird place as a whole. Just uh, didn't really have the identity that we have now. I would say, but I think um, I don't know. Just with Kyle and John, the people they bring in, it makes it so easy easy to adapt and and get to know each other and be on the same page with everyone. And that's what's really cool about the vibe of this team. It's just uh, it's something like I've never been on before, and it's fun to be around. You know, if you don't stop um, and look back every now and then you get spoiled and as 49ers fans we should be spoiled yeah we went through some really rough times um but we've been to the super bowl twice in six years uh we do have five championship rings we have one of the largest fan bases of any pro sports team in the world and we've, we've just got a lot of all-time greats uh you know jay rice joe montana yeah but you can go on and on ronnie lott roger craig whatever but man we weren't there just a few years ago. And, you know, talking about the bets in NFC West, we're the favorites. <laughs> we have the best players. We really, really do. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said multiple times, I really feel like we have the best roster in the NFL. And I don't think that's a stretch at all to say that. And so whenever you look at, you know, the time before Jimmy and after, it's constant <laughs> uptrend. And there's not really much higher you can go besides sealing the deal and bringing home that six, you know, the quest for six. And so I think we're there. And not only has the 49ers team changed, I think Jimmy Garoppolo's changed. And this question was posed to Robert Sala, Sala who, you know, goes against Jimmy Garoppolo every day in practice. And the question was, man, how has Jimmy changed? And has he changed at all? And I think it's very... Um, I think it's awesome how he answered the question because this, all the Jimmy haters out there, if you're still watching, this one's for you, baby. He seems more decisive. You know, uh, a year ago, you know, people, people, people forget it was really uh, what his second year technically starting because his first year he got hurt really early. I mean, some can argue that it was his first year starting, but uh, his comfort level in the scheme and what Kyle and his staff are asking of him with the what each play is asking of him. And so he's much more decisive with the football and he has such an amazing arm talent uh, that the, the quicker he can be decisive and be, and when I say decisive, I mean just decisive where that ball is in his hands and out on his back foot. 
uh, when he hits his back foot and his drop, it's um, it's a thing of beauty. And um, and you're seeing more and more of it uh, uh, throughout camp where there's less, uh, where do I go with the ball? There's less holding on to it. It's, it is a very decisive, he's a very decisive quarterback. And I could only imagine it's only going to get better and better as once they get into game planning and settling things in. And so he's, he's talented and, um, and so the, and, and everyone in the building has tremendous amount of confidence in him. And I, I think that's the thing. Like, if you could pick one thing that Jimmy Garoppolo needs to improve on, I mean, he was top 10 in every metric possible that you could measure a quarterback uh, by in the 2019 year. The only issue was uh, fumbles, uh, <laughs> interceptions, and they held onto the ball too long at times. And so that's decisiveness. And whenever you're going through the draft and you're watching film, you're constantly trying to see through the coach's angle or the wide angle and match those two up and say, okay, what's the quarterback seeing? What's he looking at? And what is he waiting on? You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is an anticipatory passer, which means he doesn't have to see it to throw it. Sometimes, however, uh, he'll rely a little bit too much on what his progression should be, and he'll let it go, and a dropping backer will get into his lane. So you get that decisiveness. You get that ball off just a hair quicker. That's going to eliminate some of those things. The sacks will go down. The fumbles will go down because the sacks go down. The interceptions will go down because he knows where he's going with the ball, and he's acting quicker. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, is a 49er coach going to say, well, he's taking steps back and he's not doing well? No. So you got to take it for what it is. But if you could ask for Jimmy Garoppolo to improve in any area, it's going to be decisiveness. That's going to be number one. And the number two is going to be more deep balls. But uh, that's much more of a Kyle Shanahan. He will throw it deep uh, if he wants to throw it deep. Now, let's jump to another huge offensive player, which has been working with the ones, uh, despite being his first and second practice, <laughs> full practice. And that's Jordan Reed. Um, you know, Kittle's out, so Jordan Reed just jumps right in with the first team, and he had a heck of a day. Uh, caught a touchdown against Tart. We'll talk about Tart a little bit later in this episode. Uh, but Jimmy Graham, or sorry, I apologize. I apologize. Sorry about that. Live show. Can't edit this. Uh, please, uh, RIP my mentions. Jimmy Garoppolo. Gosh, I can't believe I did that. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo was asked about Jordan Reed and what's it like playing with him. Here's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy, jo Jordan Reed had, had a touchdown uh, reception today. I I'm just curious how his acclimation process has been and and what potentially adding a, a second tight end, somebody who could complement George and, and give you guys overall just another pass catching option could could do for the offense? Yeah, it would it would be huge. Uh, you know, with George, you know, having the limited reps and everything, it's given other guys an opportunity to step up, and it's good to see. You know, when when guys get that opportunity, they're taking advantage of it. And uh, you know, Jordan had a great day today. You know, he could do things in space and uh, make guys miss and. You know, the other guys, Charlie, Chase, those guys have been stepping up too. So it's, uh, it's a group effort there at tight end, and just uh, you're happy to see guys take advantage of it. Yeah, you love the uh, coach's answer where he makes sure he includes every single tight end in his answer. But the idea that, you know, you could put somebody in, you know, they did team uh, ones versus ones in the red zone, which, again, you know, talking about areas that need improvement. You scored the second most points in the NFL last year in 2019 for the 49ers. That's great. Scored the second most points. That's great. But you were really, really poor in red zone efficiency. Defensively, exact same thing. Um, 
performed poorly there. So I love that they're putting this huge emphasis on red zone ones versus ones. And, you know, just going back and forth there. And I think Jordan Reed, he's going to be a great player if, here's the asterisk, he can stay healthy. He's never stayed healthy. Never stayed healthy. Um, and the question was asked, man, this is a tough question. Uh, has he ever thought about retiring? Because the concussions, all the issues. I mean, if he did retire, everybody would say, yeah, we get it, man. Uh, but this question was asked to him, and I thought it was interesting the way he answered it. Hey, man, I, I definitely thought about hanging it up uh, after last season. But, um, yeah, it was it was when I seen the Super Bowl that really you know, kind of ignited me again. And just, you know, I, I wanted to play in those big games, man. And, you know, God blessed me to be here and a part of this great team and gave me an opportunity to be in that situation. So, yeah, that's what that's what's driving me, and I, I just I love the game of football, and you know I just want to keep. I, I still got the drive to keep playing. So you, you love the hunger, um, you know, and and seeing the team in the Super Bowl and just saying, "Gosh, I want to be there." He's never had a lot of success. Whenever you look at kind of records and postseason stuff, because he was with one of the worst franchises in the world, the Washington Football Club. Um, but but now he gets to be a part of a winning program for the first time. And so I, I think it's going to be interesting how he's going to fit because he doesn't have to be an every down guy. He doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have to be the guy at his position. You know, if you go back to those teams in Washington, he was the first target. Here he's not going to be a top five target. It just doesn't fit that way. Uh, so he just gets to be a complimentary piece that is going to alleviate some of the stress, especially early on with all these wide receivers down. So, you know, if you do go into week one and you have Pettis and you have Kendrick Bourne and you have Trent Taylor, that's fine because you can do a lot of two tight end sets and have uh, 22 personnel sets, which we didn't do a lot last year. But, you know, you got Kyle Juszczyk, who's, you know, he's dealing with the hamstring as well. But you can put those two tight ends that are great pass catchers and Juszczyk out there and Jarek McKinnon out there, who's a great receiving back. There's a lot of just versatility, Kyle Shanahan's going to like this podcast now because I used this word, uh, between these guys that can do so many different things. And I think that's huge. Um, also, I think I thought this was, you know, I almost wanted to lead with this, but there's just so, I, so much stuff going on. Raheem Mostert, guys, in the scrimmage, okay, this is huge. He went out with the ones and got the first carry. Now, why is that such a big deal? Raheem Mostert has never started a game in the NFL in his entire career. Raheem Mostert has never received the very first carry for a, a team ever in a game. It hasn't happened in the NFL. So this is great. Um, it does seem like a transition has finally shifted. Um, so I don't have to say cuss words every single time the 49ers take the field on offense. Um, and I love Tevin Coleman. I, that's great. I just don't think that he is better um, than Raheem Mostert. Maybe in pass protection, but that's it. So this is great news. This is great news. It does seem like it's finally going to be Raheem Mostert time. Um, and again, you know, we talked about Solomon Thomas a little bit earlier, but I did want to play this clip because I thought it was interesting from Kyle Shanahan talking about Solomon Thomas and how the adjustment um, how, how his game has adjusted uh, in his fourth year. Definitely. I mean, Solly is, um, he got more reps inside last year. He's getting all reps inside this year, except, except when we have emergencies and he's just got to fill in to help guys get through practice. And he had a heck of an offseason putting on some weight, um, put on some real good weight, and it showed in the run and pass game throughout this whole camp. So um, 
what people have been saying about him is true, and I'm real happy for him because he's he's earning it and deserves it. That all reps inside, all reps inside, all reps inside. Ah. Man, it, it took three years, <laughs> but we finally got our coaching staff to understand where this guy plays. So I love that. Now, I did say, you know, some emergencies, if we got to put him outside, we can. We know he's not effective in there, uh, but all reps inside. And so you, there's just players sometimes that you just you can't stop rooting for. Um, and Solomon Thomas is that guy. Uh, I, I think I'm very critical of his play. Because I love the kids so damn much. Um, and I want it to be a thing. It just hasn't been a thing yet. But maybe. Whew, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You guys are going to have to try to hold me back. Let's just say he has not a good week one. Hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> um, it's just kind of where we're at. You know, another newbie is Juwan Jennings, who's been getting a lot of snaps because, again, wide receivers are out. And Juwan Jennings, the question was asked, who are you? And this kid's personality just freaking Oh, it's awesome. I, I want him in front of the camera so much more. Uh, the attitude and charisma is 100% there. Again, this kid was a quarterback in high school, um, played quarterback in college for a short time as well. He's got that leadership mentality, and it, I, I think he's making the roster for sure now. I think he was a practice squad candidate originally, but with all the attrition and injuries, the guy's going to make the roster now. And whenever you listen to him talk on who is Juwan Jennings, that was the question asked, you just you root for this kid because whenever you watch him on film and you see him just playing with so much heart and determination, and then you listen to him talk, you just you get chills because you, you can see how it translates from off the field to on the field. So who is Jawan Jennings? Here we go, baby. A yak, a yak guy, yak monster. Definitely going to bring that physicality part into the game, you know, from a receiver standpoint, not just from catching the ball, but blocking as well. And uh, just a winner, you know, a guy that's going to go out there and uh, you, got, you got three seconds on the clock. Balls floating in the air, now a zero. I'm the guy that's going to come down with it. And uh, that's the way I would just explain myself to anyone who wants to know how I play. Oh, God, that is – here's – if you have a child that's in sports or whatever, play that clip for them. Make them watch it and make them understand why that's so important. Who The question was just who are you? And he goes to the end of the game whenever everything's on the line – He's got a huge smile on his face, and he's already made up his decision. I'm making this catch. Visualization is huge, and those things pay off. I, I love that mentality. It's that Jordan mentality where it, when the game's on the line, I'm taking the shot. I'm not looking for an assist. If I have to, that's fine. This is mine. And so for a seventh rounder <laughs> going through his first training camp to already have that mindset and to smile because it, it just he's gone through that before. Like, oh, man, whew. I get pumped up, man. I get pumped up. Love me some <laughs> Jawan Jennings. That, that is awesome. Uh, another rookie that's getting more and more one-on-one -on -one rep, first-team reps, Colton McKivitz. He's ascending quick. Um, you know, I don't think that he's going to start week one um, because it's going to be Tom Compton, and we're going to see some issues Right up the middle, it's just going to happen, so just get used to it. <laughs> um, but he is getting more and more first-team reps at right guard, and I think eventually he's going to start. The, you know, He went through and just dominated all the one-on-ones in practice the last two days. 
The kid is just getting better. His confidence is there. His his attitude is there. His body is there. And so once his head gets there with the plays and the shifts and all the kind of different things, the kid's going to get it. And, you know, whatever you're going up against Javon Kinlaw playing a play out, you got to be a tough SOB. That's just what it is. So Colton McKivitz is going to be one of those guys eventually. Another surprise has been Jamichael Hasty who, you know, we put our stamp on with the 49ers Rush podcast as soon as we signed him as an undrafted free agent. I, I said, this is the guy, and everybody's like, no, Salvin Ahmed's better. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Jamichael Hasty is going to be the guy. Well, guess what? David Lombardi of The Athletic, he came out and said he has surpassed Jeff Wilson, okay? You can't read a practice report without somebody mentioning Jamichael Hasty. You just can't do it. Um, now here's what's great, and this is the whole iron sharpens iron thing. Hasty's climbing, 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 climbing. Um, uh, well, guess what? How did Jeff Wilson respond today? Three touchdowns in the red zone period today. That's all Jeff Wilson does. And so whatever this is the decision for the fourth running back on this team. Because you got Mostert, you got Jarek McKinnon, you got Tevin Coleman. And if you want to throw in, you know, juice into that mix as well, we're talking about roster bubble guys. Um, I'm not betting against Jamichael Hasty. That's all I can say. Uh, I'm not betting against Jeff Wilson either. I just think Jamichael Hasty is a much better fit in the Kyle Shanahan system. Uh, I want to keep them all, but I don't think that this is the year that you can keep five healthy running backs plus a fullback. I don't think you can do it. So a d- tough decision is going to be made. Will Jeff Wilson clear waivers? Hell no. Will Jamichael Hasty clear waivers? Probably not. Um, so are you going to be able to stash both of them? No, you're, you're going to have to keep one and you're going to have to risk losing the other. Um, but, you know, the the one thing is, you know, you look in the years past, last year, our position that was a peril <laughs> was the running backs because we had four hurt running backs at this point last year. Now everybody's healthy, including Jarek McKinnon. So hopefully that continues and that's going to be a tough decision to make. But take that for what you will. Um, Dante Pettis, let's get, let's get to our boy, uh, the cat man. Here's the deal. Not only is he starting at wide receiver, like we talked about earlier, he's also the number one punt returner right now. Now, Kyle Shanahan has been very vocal about what he looks for in a punt returner because number one is not explosiveness. Now, Kyle, uh, Dante Pettis is the all time leading punt returns for touchdown in NCAA football history. He's the most electric punt returner period still to this day. But that's not what Kyle Shanahan looks for first. What he looks for first, securing the catch. Dante Pettis has had some issues with this. Now, not back in college. He he had one drop. <laughs> one drop in college. That's it. Uh, his entire career. Things changed in the NFL. Uh, but Pettis has recommitted himself. And if he could prove that he can catch the ball, he's at least going to be the punt returner, the starting punt returner, which is what I want. Trent Taylor, you'd like to be back there as well. Uh, Trent Taylor is a much safer punt returner but he lacks all explosiveness that's just not really who he is he's got to get he's got to catch the ball and maybe get you eight yards um but whenever you look at pettis he fumbled the very first punt in the team scrimmage now he did catch the next two but those are the things um can you trust him whenever you put him out there personally what i would do I would put Trent Taylor out there. He would be my first punt returner. If we got a lead or if we fell back, uh, you know, a decent lead, I would slowly build up that game confidence um, to get him out there. But I'd send Trent Taylor out there first, and then eventually I'd work Dante Pettis in. But uh, that's just kind of where I would put him. Now, I want to kind of conclude my notes talking about the secondary, and I got two more clips I want to show you. 
because our safety position's interesting, you know, and Jimmy Ward's great. Jimmy Ward's great if he's healthy. Mr. Glass shows up from time to time. You know, he got hurt to start last year, but then he played all the way through just fine. The only critique outside of injuries with Jimmy Ward is just no interceptions. And same thing for Tart as well. So we're going to hear from two different people, and I want to talk about this a little bit. But the question was asked, man, to Robert Sala, why is he? How can he create more turnovers? And Robert Sala is going to go a little bit into the X's and O's and kind of the whole blueprint of the defense here. And hopefully, this will help us understand. Maybe this is the year that Jimmy Ward starts creating turnovers. That would be huge because he's such a great player everywhere else. This is the only part lacking from his game. Here's Robert Sala. That, that's good. Um, so for our scheme, you know, we've uh, as coaches, we give give our players a call it a a three-foot platform to that's base, that's home base. If you don't know what you're doing, if you just stick to home base, you'll be okay. And um, as a player and as a coach, you try to find ways to make that three-foot base four, five, six, seven, eight. You just keep trying to make that thing widen. And so they understand where they can cheat within the defense to go make plays. And when you've stepped off that platform, you quickly know exactly where you need to go back to so you can continue on that path to finding ways to make more plays than just what the playbook tells you because if you just if you just play play the game by the book and just play the game as the book reads you're yeah you'll be out there you won't make mistakes but you're not gonna make any plays either on the flip side as a player if you it's where Sherm's been you know where he's made a living of just understanding what the playbook is asking of him but at the same time understanding where he can cheat within the defense to go make a play and that's what Jimmy's learning. He's going into his really his second full term now as a free safety. And so the challenge for him is, based on what we did last year and, and the new things that we're doing this year, how can he make his world, how can he widen his world, you know, and just make it bigger where he can uh, find ways to cheat within the defense to go make plays without sacrificing the scheme. And uh... Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And I think he's getting to that point. He's starting to figure all that stuff out. So, Yeah, if, you know, Sala's right there. <laughs> if he could get to that mastery level of this position, which, again, he's been played out of position. Stop me if you heard that before for anybody. Played out of position most of his career. Finally where he should be. If he can take that next step, and he talked about Richard Sherman. I think this is one of the things that sets Sherman apart from all other corners. Sherman's not a lockdown corner. Sherman is the type of corner that's going to bait the quarterback into thinking somebody's open, and then he's going to go make you pay for it. Uh, Sherman doesn't want to lock people down. Sherman wants to, he wants to be targeted. He wants people to throw at him. Uh, you see him doing the yawning and all that kind of stuff. Well, now we translate that kind of mindset and understanding to Jimmy Ward, if he can get to that place where he handles all of his responsibilities, but then he can go to the next level. Um, it, it's not San Francisco's 49ers defense 101 anymore. It's time to take the next level class. And so if he can do that, then watch out, because that's the only thing missing from this defense is turnover-making safeties. We don't have them. It just doesn't exist. And Chukwaski Tart, uh, uh, this video is pretty cool because you see how jacked this dude is, man. He, he's huge. Um, he got asked a very similar question. So here's Chukwaski. Uh For us, I mean, as a as a secondary, we, you know, we, we hang our hat on catching the ball. And last year as safeties, I don't think we ended up with any picks but besides T. Moore in the Super Bowl. So for us, it's like it's been a big deal to, you know, try to get the ball as much as we can. And, uh a lot of guys been working hard to try to make it happen. So, I mean, get those guys credit. And and I think that's exactly it. The only interception. And, and you could tell it weighs on his head. We didn't have any interceptions. The only one was a backup in the Super Bowl. Um, it's got to change. It's got to change. And especially if you look at Tart, who's you know kind of going on in the last year of his deal, if this part of his game doesn't improve, he's not coming back. It's just... There's too much depth that's so cheap behind him. Uh, he's got to start making plays. It's just the reality of the situation. Um, so uh, that cut, that does it for our scripted uh, part of this podcast. I do want to get to some questions. And just want to say thank you guys. Uh, really do appreciate all the support. You know, I'm seeing this question here uh, from AJ, who's, you know, such an awesome supporter. Really appreciate this. Uh, he asked this, man, love your stuff. Uh, how can I go about helping out the podcast? Uh, number one way. Hit that notification bell uh, wherever it is you listen. I know you're on YouTube, AJ, and I really appreciate you always being here. Um, number two is joining Patreon. It's eight bucks a week. 
uh, or I'm sorry, eight bucks a month. I apologize. The Frank Gore tier, you join that. And once the season starts, our breakdowns, they get going again. Uh, you're talking a complete offensive breakdown. I go through the entire game tape with you as soon as it gets put up on Game Pass. And, you know, we go through both angles and break down like what happened here and why this worked and why it didn't understand the scheme and the playbook and all those things. Uh, Patreon, which the link is in the video. Uh, just hit the description and that's going to be there. So that's the number one way to support this podcast. Anything that goes into Patreon, that does not go to me. That goes straight to the podcast. That is completely funding the entire team for the Quest for Six series and some more stuff, which guess what? I have problems. We're always working on stuff on the back end to try to improve the podcast. So uh, that is the number one way. Um, and, you know, another thing, just personally, a big reason why the family decided to move um, it's time to step up the podcast. I, I'm recording in my bedroom right now, and my computer and all this stuff is set up on my wife's dresser. I don't even have a desk. Uh, we're making the best for what we can. We live in California, so everything's tidy, right? Uh, but that's what we're going to be doing. I'm going to be able to expand a lot more, create a better situation to do these podcasts so that I can record more. Right now, it takes me 30 minutes to set up for every single podcast. So anytime I record for you guys, which I love, that's 30 minutes set up, 15 minutes set down just of equipment. That's not like watching any of those things. So I treat this like a full-time job. That's the mindset that I have coming to this podcast, and I'm going to do whatever the hell you guys want. So whenever you guys say, man, it'd be cool if you could do this, that's how we got here. Uh, we didn't use to video the podcast, but people were like, man, it'd be cool if there was a video aspect. I was like, all right, cool. Let's add that. Uh, <laughs> and we just keep stepping up with lighting, better equipment. All kinds of stuff. We have a team behind us now. Um, you know, we have people that are breaking down video and getting us stuff so we can get more stuff out to you guys. So uh, just thank you, AJ, and all the people on Patreon. Uh, the big reason why this podcast continues to grow four years in is because you guys come up with awesome ideas. <laughs> You're the fans. This is your podcast. Whatever I could get for you guys to make 49ers fandom better, we're going to do that, period. That's all there is to it. Uh, so let's get to a couple questions uh, from Nick. Here we go. How worried should we be if we lose our first game to the cards because we have so many starters injured? Here's the deal. Looking over at my bookie, you know, I'm going through all the projected win totals. The 49ers are projected to get 10.5 wins. A 10.5, that's the over-under, which I don't want to bet the over-under because what if coronavirus happens and they cancel three games, and I just don't want to mess with that. That's why the things I bet were, if there's games, <laughs> we're going to have awards. We're going to have an NFC Championship even if they cancel eight games. We're going to have a Defensive Player of the Year even if they cancel eight games. So I'm not messing with the over-unders, right? But I think that it's very telling. The 49ers have the second-highest win total projection at 10.5 games. That means we lose five and a half games. That's the idea. The 49ers are going to lose games. The 49ers are going to lose a divisional game. It's going to happen. We have the toughest division in the entire NFL, and that's not counting us, who's the best team in the division. So, yeah, games are going to be lost. No doubt about that. It's going to happen. So, what you don't want to do, are we going to go 9-0 and again? I don't think so. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. It's the second best start in the history of the 49ers franchise since we've been around. We had some great damn teams. So, no. <laughs> Nick, pump the brakes. Whatever uh, the 49ers do lose, and even if it is week one, uh, whenever we're dealing with all these injuries, 
it's okay. <laughs> it's not going to be good. I'm going to be pissed off and whatever else. But no, chill out. There's going to be losses. 13-3 <laughs> and three does not happen. Some franchises have never won 13 games in a season, let alone go to the Super Bowl. So losses are going to happen. Yeah, there's a lot built up on this because there's no preseason. But we, we just need to take it in stride and see where we go and build because this team's got a long ways to go. It really, really does. It's not at its best. And you don't want it at its best in August. You want it at its best in January and February. Uh, from Mr. Superfly, here we go. Just a general question. Do you think Richard Sherman is going to get thrown at more this season? No, I do not. I really, really don't, especially early. Um, They're going to target the heck out of the nickel position. And they're going to target the heck out of the right cornerback position. If Kwan Williams is back, that'll help tremendously. But that is a position of worry right now. So I, I don't think there's any reason to kind of go after Sherman right now. I, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, let's see here from Nick. Do you think uh, Cyprian, Warner, Hasty, and Jennings make the final 53? I don't think Cyprian will. I think he's going to be on the press practice squad. Warner will 100% make the final uh, 53. Hasty, I'd say he's a 50-50 shot right now over Jeff Wilson. Um, and Jennings, I'd say probably 90% off the top of my head. So hopefully that helps. I don't think Cyprian can, uh, even though he's had a hell of a training camp, I don't think it's possible for him to go over Harris, who this team is very high on him. And Tarvarius Moore should be a damn starter as far as I see it. But um, So anyway, um, how much trouble are we in at center? It's scary. Um, we'll find out in week two or three. Week one, not a difficult matchup against the cards at center. Week two and three, it's going to change just a little bit. Um, you know, you got Quinnen Williams and Leonard Williams back-to-back -back weeks there just off the top of my head over the center. Those are tough matchups. Um, but... Daniel Brunskill, uh, he's he's old faithful, and <laughs> whenever I say old, like he's not that old. He, he's played less than one full year in the league, but um, you just trust him because he's been everywhere. He's got to make up some ground, but you know, hopefully Ben Garland will be back at some point. And so, center's not great. It's not great. I think it's the biggest weakness on the offensive side of the ball, then wide receiver. But uh, I think we're going to be okay. I, I really, really do. Uh, it's not a position of strength by any stretch, but we'll have to see what happens. Once we get to the Rams games, that's when it's going to change. Uh, from AJ, it sounds like Contavia Street is getting huge reviews. You are exactly correct. Um, you know, DJ Jones, he spoke today at length about how Contavia Street has taken the biggest step up out of everybody. Um, in the entire defensive locker room. And so I think that's kind of huge. So kind of take that for what you will, but we have all of these kind of big guys that we've invested time into that just haven't panned out yet. And the 49ers are loyal, man. They stick to these players and they keep giving them chances. Sooner or later, one of them's got to pan out. That's just what it is. That's what it is. Oh, Sebastian, I love it. Who is the Manscaped player, player of the day? Um... I'm going to go Jordan Reed uh, getting a touchdown with the first teamers, you know, in his very first work back. I think that's huge. And so if you can get anything from Jordan Reed, anything, then I, I think crazy things are ahead for this offense because that's kind of what we lacked last year was a receiving threat at the tight end position outside of Kittle. So if you can get that number two to show up, watch out. 
Well, guys, that's going to do it for us. We're right at, uh, man, 58-minute mark. That is awesome. Such a blast hanging with you guys on Sunday. Um, really, really do appreciate it. Remember, we got our bet online. Uh, use promo code 49ers if you want to double that deposit. And as always, Patreon's the best way to support the podcast. Love you guys. Appreciate all that you do. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.